Happy Halloween, darlings, and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and my Halloweens. I'm the queer that brings the fear. The guy will tell you to your eye if the movie sucks pumpkin pie. Oh, God, that was a terrible viral impersonation. <laughs> uh, with me is our returning guest, Spike. He covered Flash Gordon with me a few months back. All I want to say is say hello to my loyal listeners, all five of them. Hi there. <laughs> Tonight, we're covering Elvira's second feature movie, Elvira's Haunted Hills, from 2001. Starring the Mistress of the Dark herself, Elvira, also King of Camp Musicals, Richard O'Brien. I mean, I was kind of stunned when his name popped up, Richard O'Brien. First I saw this about, oh God, uh, when was it now, six years ago, when I first saw this. Who is he? I, he looked familiar, but I didn't know who Richard he was. O'Brien. He's Riff Raff from Rocky Horror. That was, you know, yes. it was funny because I was thinking, oh my gosh, like, he kind of looks like Riff Raff at one point, but it, it just it was a passing thought. I didn't give it any real. real He's also in thing. Flash Gordon. He plays the one that, um, with Timothy Dalton's character, one that plays the flutes in Flash Gordon. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Gosh, I learned so much from you. <laughs> is this the first time you saw this thing? It was. It was the very first time I've ever seen an Elvira movie, even though I love her to death. Mm, okay, okay. So, let me see. How did you watch this? Because I have this thing on DVD, and I'll get back to my thoughts on the DVD a little bit later. So, you saw this I on YouTube? S- I saw it on YouTube with uh, Spanish subtitles. <laughs> it was actually actually pretty good, pretty good uh, copy of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was annoyed when I saw that copy on YouTube. I was like, that's far better than my shitty copy. No! <laughs> um, so, are you a fan of Elvira? What was that? Are you a fan of Elvira? Oh, yes, yes. I loved Elvira back in the day when she actually had a show. Oh, yes. Well, she still does, still does her, her show. Um, the um, Movie Macabre stuff. It's, well, yeah. It actually came back and it was cancelled and it came back. Yeah, so. yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, onto my little story about this bloody DVD I bought. I bought it back originally in 2006 in a Virgin Mega Store. Remember them? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I took it home, watched it, and I thought it was a bootleg copy because the the sound was horrendous. The picture was barely viewable, and I don't know. It just felt like a bootleg copy. So I took it back and got a refund, and I gave up my cash back, and that was it. And it took me years to find this bloody thing on DVD. I mean, years, and I bought it off eBay, and it cost a pretty penny. And it's the exact same bloody copy. It is shocking. So, mm, so I'm not, I'm not happy with this this copy at all. But unlike Flash Gordon, I couldn't find much information on this movie at all. You know, I mean, yeah, Flash yeah, I, I looked it up too, and I couldn't. I, there's nothing. I mean, the only thing I could find out was the DVD that I paid way too much for. A hundred bloody quid. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so annoyed at that. I mean, mm, I bought this bloody bill thing. Was This was out of pocket for Cassandra herself. This was $1.5 million it cost her. Um, and it looked like every bit of that $1.5 million. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, she wrote this thing and indeed stars in it. So there we have that one. So she's a writer and star and a producer and the whole kit and combine. Unfortunately, this movie kind of falls flat, I think. It, it, it does. Well, I, I'll admit the first 10 minutes, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just going to be terrible. Mm. But then they just, start, they just started throwing tropes at us. Mm. And it just mm-hmm. got funnier and funnier because I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, I just saw just hammer film tropes all over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think she was going for a midnight movie screening sort of air for this thing, but it kind of fails to get that mark. It just seems to be a bit try hard, you know? Um, yeah, I, it was, I, it was I a lot know. of the same thing over and over again. Mm. So there yes. did have some high points there. There was some laugh out loud moments for me. Well, oh, true, true, true. I mean, I don't know, the, the sort of, the boob jokes were taking too much. Uh, there was too many like, innuendo jokes and too many boob jokes and too many, uh, I don't know, it was getting there, stretched too much from my liking. <laughs> yeah, there was, but you know, 
she is our fire after all. No, that's true. That's very true. That's, that's very, very, very true. Um, also, I found that Richard O'Brien was a last-minute replacement. It was supposed to be Richard Chamberlain, but he pulled out. So there's that. Imagine why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also, the stable stud was supposed to be played by Fabio, but he wanted a ridiculous sum of money, so I bet nope, and hired a Romanian bodybuilder called Gabby Androchny. I think I pronounced his name. Uh, he couldn't speak English, so he was dubbed by Rob Paulson, which is why he's got that weird, what's the name of these which lips was, thing? It was just brilliant voice casting. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. That was one of the laugh out loud moments. Every mm. time he talked, it was like, I know that voice and it is not his. Mm. 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 Uh, one more thing. Uh, the most expensive scenes in this bit is where Ovira was stretched on the rack sort of thing, on a torture rack thing. That was between 5000 and $50,000 for that really? one piece of stretchy arm thing. It's like, bloody hell. <laughs> um, and finally... Cassandra's Romanian brother-in-law talked her into filming this thing in Transylvania to cut costs and add to the atmosphere. So this is actually filmed in Transylvania. That's impressive. I, I, I saw that in the end credits, actually. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's in, that, that, was, that, was a, that was a good move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, this is only a $1.5 million budget, and every bit of it is put in, into the the movie itself, you know, there's, there's not like wasted money. I mean, the sets look par for what they're taking, taking the um, the piss out of, i.e. Roger Corman cheap movies. So I'm guessing that's why it looks so chintzy, because it's supposed to be chintzy, you know? It's supposed to be cheap. <laughs> exactly. Um, so back to this thing. Right, so with its $1.5 million budget out of Cassandra's pocket, this pulled in unknown. I hate when they have unknown Profits at this my head. Starring Cassandra Peterson, Richard O'Brien, Scott Atkinson, Heather Hooper, Mary Shear, and Mary Jo Smith, written by Sam Irving of the plot. It's 1851, and Elvira, along with her long-suffering maid, is heading to Paris to headline a show of her very own. How very Elvira. Along the way, she hitches a ride with an English doctor who promises her he'll take her to Paris if she spends one night with him at a patient's house, in which she meets hearing-impaired Lord Helsbeth, uh, who can only be spoken to in a whisper as he has super-sensitive hearing. Along the way, we meet his doomed, freaky-ass family. However, the good doctor isn't what it seems, and soon we find out all he wants is the helpless family jewels can avira make it to paris find out here so <laughs> that's a really rough uh, plot summary you know yeah that's, that's about it yeah <laughs> yes so before we chop into this one are you a fan of the corman movies from the 60s the ones based off the edgar Allan poe stuff um yes yes i when i was watching it i thought more of the old 70s hammer films Mm, okay then. Okay. When I this was is, yeah, this is a blend of both. It's a blend of Corman cheap cheapies and Hammer Horror. But I was getting more the the, the Corman stuff. I mean the uh yeah. the pendulum stuff. <laughs> the cheap scares, yeah. Mm. Yes, the pit and the pendulum and uh the Raven. Yeah. Most notably. Because um when we first meet Richard O'Brien, he's wearing the exact outfit that um Vincent Price wears in the Raven, you know? The, oh, the yes, smoker's yeah. jacket. Anyway, yeah. one thing I want to know, I've been wanting this for ages, what exactly, or who rather, are the groundlings? The groundlings? Yes, yes. Because apparently that's where Elvira came from, P.B. Herman came from, or rather Paul Rubens came from, and a few other people. But, because when I was doing Elvira's Mistress of the Dark two years ago for my podcast, I looked up the groundlings, but I had no idea who, who they were. I just yeah, don't. I'm, I've never heard of them before. Mm. Clearly, I should have. <laughs> mm. Okay, I'm guessing they're sort of SNL then, you know? Yeah, kind of a Second City troupe yes. type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, onto this movie then with its hippy trippy opening and the OTT music. What was with that music? And what was with that acid tone twisting 
what the hell that was? That was just, I what know, was I that? Was, I thought maybe, you know, does this have something to do with the plot later on? And of course, you know, I'm thinking, I'm not thinking of the movie I'm watching, but, you know, I thought maybe it was something to do with something. And no, no, it did not. It was just there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love that. It's absolutely nothing to do with this thing. On to Elvira's take on the Black Cat, which is a segment in 1962 Vincent Price movie Tales of Terror. Check my archives, by the way. As she's being bricked up behind a wall, I just love the fact she's got chains on. She's getting bricked up. She goes, "No, no, let me go." I mean, I just love that. It was like, <laughs> oh, that's so cheesy. It was. It was very cheesy, and it's like again, it was with the the trope after trope after trope kind of thing where. You know, mm. it was like, yeah, oh yeah, person being, you know, blocked and bricked in, yeah, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the fact she just wakes up from a nightmare and we finally meet Elvira herself, played by Cassandra Peterson and her maid slash best friend Zuzu, played by Mary Jo Smith, as they escape the insane landlord who attacks the door with an axe. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, and that whole thing, the here's Johan thing, was not in the script. That was made up on the set. So, uh, and it, it sounds like it was made up on the set. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was. I, I'm like, you know, why would a landlord destroy his own property? Yes, but, yes. Why? Well, I mean, I love that he completely trashes the the, the broom and he smashes the the the, the um the shutters. The, the sort of window <laughs> shutters. I'm like, you're trashing your own property, you bloody idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't think too hard during this movie. It was That was the lesson to be learned right there. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's very true. That's very, very true. So up pops Carpathian Mountains, 1851, as Elvira is riding her maid, piggyback style, until they stop to hitch for a ride. And this poor woman, this poor, um, what's the PC world? Because uh, what retundant woman gets yes, yes. all the the jokes on her expense? She's constantly eating. They constantly slap food out of her hand and stuff, and it's like, mm, that's yeah, it's a bit mean. I yeah, I did not like that character at all. <laughs> I'll be honest. They could have eliminated her and would have been just fine. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Although I love the fact she has everything popping out of her cleavage. She pulls out <laughs> the mirror and the slippers and. Sausages and all sorts. I'm like, what the fuck? And <laughs> always with the sound effects too. Yes. Sound effects. Boing. The sound effects in this movie are just ridiculous. They are. Oh my uh, god. So in true Hammer st- style, a stagecoach pulls up, and we meet Doctor Bradley. Bradley. Oh god, that's so bad. Played, <laughs> played by Scott Atkinson. He's doing his best Vincent Price and failing miserably, frankly. I mean, the voice is not there. No. No. No, it was, it, yeah. It was very distracting. Put it mm. that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But who is he, by the way? Where did he come from? I'm guessing he's a, he's a soap star, I'm guessing. Because he has none of the gravitas that Vincent Price had. and I don't know. No, no. Does anybody really have gravitas in this movie? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe oh, Adrian. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go back to him later. Yes. <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm guessing this is a, a, a Elvira vehicle, so it's all about her. But I'm going. Is this the best you can get? These, uh, I don't know, cast off people. I mean, Mister mm, O'Brien is even phoning it in parts of it. And parts of it, he's going OTT. He's going extremely big. But I'm going. Ah, you know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's. It, it, I mean, she only had a million and a half to work, you know, to be able to work with. But yeah, you'd think she'd have bigger friends to ask mm. to do the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. So along the way, Ovara hits on him in the back of the stagecoach, whereas Zuzu hits on the coachman, and it almost causes a crash. I love this bit where. The the sort of fat made all over the coachman and they're kissing and snogging and Elvira's at the back bouncing over the place and oh I got one one airbag stuff and it's like oh god <laughs> although yes. that was one too many boob grabs I thought you know what was it four yeah. times you grabs them yes I'm like okay it was funny the first time but mm. and there were there were others in the movie too the, the boob grabs mm. oh well 
Well, I mean, I'm not against boob grabbing, but you know, when you do no, it not. that many times in a film. Yeah, that's very true. That's very, very true. Although in saying that, I suppose she is proud of them because they are real. You know, they're not fake. So. Yes, and you can tell they're totally real. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, um, they're very real. I love the fact that Elvira is wearing boots in this and not stiletto heels because stilettos weren't invented until 1953. So she's wearing, see the little boots she's wearing? I love the little boots. Yes. I did not notice that. I did yeah. not know that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do not know the history of stilettos. I apologize. No, I needed dine to look it up yesterday, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but although later on in the movie she's wearing her, her heels later on in the movie, I'm going, where did you get the heels from? You were wearing boots, but eh, moving on. And I love the but little. She was, she was supposed to take the shoes off. Yes, yes. I love the fact she, she has the little kitten heels with the pom poms on the front of it. And the maid pulls up her boobs. I'm going, they're high heels too. So. <laughs> um, anyway, so that night, they're taken to the, quote, Corman Castle. But Elvira meets the Helbus clan Lord Vladimir Helbus, played by Richard O'Brien, who doesn't like loud noises or sunlight. Lady Emma Helbus, played by Mary Shear the second wife slash adulteress, and Lady Roxana Helbus, played by Heather Hooper, the doomed daughter. Now, who are these people? Apart from Richard O'Brien, who the hell are these two other people? You know? It, it took me a while to figure out who was, who, why they were there. Well, that's true. True. It's I mean, like, the, the daughter, what was she, what was her point in, in the movie? Just to die? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, it's just the superfluous person that had really good hair. Mm, mm, mm. She did have really fantastic hair, I'll have you know. Yeah, yeah, I've got down here, I love Vladimir is dressed like Vincent Price and the Raven when we first meet him. And later on, in his nightmare sequence thing, he's wearing the same outfit uh, Vincent Price wore in, oh, what was it again? Uh, Mask of Red Death, I think it is. He's wearing this that weird outfit with the the sort of nightcap thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love Roxana. I love Roxana. is dressed like the little vampire girl from Interview of Vampire. Yes. With the, with the hair and the, the outfits I'm going, <laughs> Interview Vampire! Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I just love that. So the entire... Uh, this drove me nuts. The entire Helbus clan scream every time they see Elvira or each other. That was getting grating... You know? See, I thought I, I, I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is just getting funnier and funnier every time they do it. Mm. I, I, <laughs> they open a door. <laughs> ah, I just, oh my gosh, I laughed. That was one of my laughing moments was when they kept doing that. Mm. Uh, okay, okay. I mean, I love the fact that um, Roxana faints and the doctor just picks up and bounces her off the off the door. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going. <laughs> Oh, I, once he picked her up i'm like he's i know he's gonna do that i just know he's gonna mm-hmm. do that <laughs> mm-hmm. oh god let me see now so the in uh what was it da, 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 da. oh yes the entire helbus clan doesn't like elvira because she looks like vladimir's first wife allure which is a nod to the, the pendulum apparently oh. um apparently allure is what fake wigs are made of Apparently. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea about that one. I looked that one up, and there we have that one. But I, I, I will say a lot of bad things, but I will not see anything about the sets. The sex, I like the sets. The sex yes. looked fantastic for the money. They did. You know, they were very um, raven, uh, the raven rather, and Pit uh, and Pendulum and various other movies. Although that winding staircase... I was like, I've seen that in a movie before. Where's that movie? Where's that from? But I couldn't get it. I kept, I kept wondering when I was looking at that. I'm like, did they recycle this from something else? Because it looked really familiar to me. Mm. But yeah, I don't I know. I, I don't know why. Okay. Okay. And what was with the earthquakes? Every 10, 10 20 minutes. I'm like, what is it with earthquakes? I mean, I thought uh, that was going to turn into something. I thought I was thinking, oh, the earthquakes mean something different or something and it never never they were just earthquakes i guess mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. okay well another earthquake yay so <laughs> is told that lord helpless is has extreme hearing so she must remove her boots but of course she makes as much noise as possible because that's funny right <laughs> <laughs> um, 
was uh, well it was funny kind of ish we'll not say funnier <laughs> i mean i love she sits on a rocking chair and what uh, on the cat on the tail of the cat <laughs> uh, and the butler drops his his plate of what the hell it was and it's like oh god and onto the the, the was it zuzu onto the dong and i'm like oh come on i mean <laughs> they're stretching this joke just as Yes, mm. and that's what they kept doing over and over again, stretching the joke just a little too far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I thought of myself actually. And Richard O'Brien's overacting. What the? F- what was that about the the horrendous overacting? I mean, what was that? <laughs> I thought I I thought he was, I it 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 worked for me because it was an over the top movie, so his over the top acting was okay. Mm. But I I also thought in the but in the midst of everything, I'm like. You know, if they would have, if he would have treated this more like the actors in Flash Gordon treated that cheesy script, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it would have been a little better. Yes, because they, yes, they treated the cheesy script very seriously. Mm-hmm. And if he would have done it just a little more, you know, taken a little more seriously instead of oh, so over the top, it mm-hmm. would have been so much funnier. Yes, I think he was trying to do Vincent Price, but was failing also. You know. Yes. Yes. I mean, because Vincent Price could take ridiculous script ideas and ridiculous script and make it work with his yes. acting and his voice and the way his mannerisms and such. But Richard Brown was, he was just like, yeah, I'll phone it and I'll just have this over-the-top expression sort of thing. And yes. I'm going, is that what you're bringing? Is this ridiculous voice? And the, oh, my ears, my sensitive ears. And, and oh, yeah. my eyes, my eyes. So it's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, was, what do you do? Yeah, I agree, though. I definitely agree. Mm. So on to Dr. Bradley. Bradley, that joke was ridiculous. So so nice you named him twice. Oh, God. Ah, dear, dear. It, it didn't even make... It, it again, it would have been different had they turned it into a longer joke or a bigger joke or a joke later on. But that was mm. the joke, was that one line. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yes. all right, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And I hated his... His fake English accent later on in the movie when it returns it to be a shyster. I was going, where's this accent coming from? That is pathetic. I mean, <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. That's I'm not from there, so I thought it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough, I suppose. <laughs> so he, he shows Elvira the, the portraits of the Hilbus family clan. And all Richard O'Brien, of course. I mean, it also cost a fortune of all, the, all those painted with Richard O'Brien's face. Yeah. It, you know, I love the line that Vera hits him with when he goes to the the mother. What was it? Oh, the the not the mother, the great grandfather. He was a cross dresser and a terrible dancer. And she goes, <laughs> yeah. cross dressers. I just go great dancers. That's a nod to Rocky Horror, which I, that made me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I caught that too, and I was like, oh, that's funny. That's cute. That works. And what was it? The, the village people say, eh, who listen to the village people anymore? That made me laugh. What was it? The mother, she was a harlot and she was a slut. No man could could uh, could serve her. She's like, I hear your grandma. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was quite funny. That was, that was. That was a high high point there. Oh, yes, yes. And Elvira is shown into Allura's bedroom, which is creepy as all hell. And she finds out that she looks like Allura, Vlad's first wife. And I wonder if Cassandra kept the painting, that painting of her in the sort of the wig oh, yeah. with the big ring. And all that. Because in the um, Mistress of, of the Dark, there's a picture of Elvira as her mother. And she kept that in her garage. It cost her something like $50,000 to get it painted. So did she keep this one also? Oh, you know, so, I bet mm. somewhere in her mansion. Possibly is, yes, yes. Or apartment, uh, I don't know how much money she makes. Eh, I'm guessing mansion, yes, I'm yeah. guessing. Mm. Mm. So Roxana warns Ovaria to leave this place because it is cursed. Ooh, indeed, she is too. She wants to go with Ovaria to Paris in the morning, so Ovaria says, yeah, fine. But I'm going, why would you take this almost dead, uh, I don't know, teenager or 20-something to Paris with you? I mean... You can barely feed yourself and your maid, and I made another mouth. <laughs> because, because Elvira has a big heart. That's mm-hmm. why. 
Yes, well, moving on swiftly. I was going to say something quick rude there, but moving on. <laughs> Whenever I say something stupid, just say moving on. And I'll, I'll be fine. It'll be no. fine. <laughs> no, no. Um, so later that night, Zuzu wakes up Elvira from her sleep to check out the creepy noises from the basement. Ooh. So down she goes to spy on Vlad locking a door with a magical key. After the old hidden door trick, i.e. the button on the fireplace opens up. I love that, but she pressed the button on the door for <laughs> And she goes, but what are you, what's the sound? It's only people getting tortured and tortured. I guess it's fine. I just love that line. <laughs> <laughs> Although, what was with Zuzu's accent? Was that supposed to be French? Because it was getting kind of all over the place. It, you know? it was. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be French because she said a French word every so often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. <laughs> that's the only true. thing that made it French <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true that's very, <laughs> that's very very true actually yeah so Avara checks out the spooky old house finding Adrian the stable stud played by Gabby Androch I think I pronounce his name polishing his gun and boom she's a lust I just love that line go off in your hand careful polishing <laughs> <laughs> I I found that really funny, even though I'm like, I shouldn't find that funny. That's just a stupid joke, but gosh, it was funny. Mm, yes, yes, it was. I mean, God. And he's trying to improve himself by reading. And I'm going, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, what was that? <laughs> it was, that interaction was just so funny to me. Oh, my gosh. Just every word that came out of his mouth was just the stupidest thing. But mm-hmm. it was just hilarious. Yeah, true. Just the voiceover guy was it just didn't didn't oh. match at all. And I oh my gosh, it was so funny. Yeah, I loved the bit. I, I laughed every I laughed every time he spoke. Mm. The dubbing of that was just hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I lo- hilarious. I I'm crying the- right now. I'm I'm just I'm <laughs> laughing out still. Oh I love when Avira points out. Oh my god, how did you not have your lips? Did you see that she breaks cat right to the, <laughs> yeah. false, the fourth wall and goes, "Look at his lips, they're not matching." <laughs> it's like, oh god. Uh, again, it reminded me of the Hammer films where they would do these really bad dumb dubbings of mm. some of the characters, and usually women, usually the sexy yes. women always had dubs, and they would be the same way where their lips would kind of work with the words, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. Anyway, so Lady Emma then spies on him, uh, so he hides while Elvira pretends to read and deals with her. So what is her deal? She's already banging the good doctor. I mean, what she want the stable stud also? A bit of a greedy bitches, you know? <laughs> right, right. I know. I'm going. You have this quote handsome doctor. Why would you want the muscle stable stud sort of thing? You know. Well, I would think it would be the other way around, but you know, yes. it's preferences, yeah. preferences. Yeah. Yes, very true, very <laughs> true. So the next day, Elvira goes to leave. However, the good doctor, quote unquote, good doctor, uh, has left to be with a patient. He's a quack, not a doctor. He goes to see what was it? Plague victims? What? Yeah. You're yes. a, you're a shrink. Um, what? <laughs> no, I was thinking that thing too. I was, and when I was saying that, when I was listening to that or watching that, I was like, wait, did I mishear it before? I thought he said he was a psychiatrist. Yes. Wait, maybe he was a podiatrist <laughs> because she gave him his, her foot in the in the in the coach, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm utterly confused at this point. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I love the fact he goes into great detail about how he was pulling off people's like scabs and the limbs fell off and all that stuff. I'm going, that is gross. Who does that at a dinner table? I mean, honestly. <laughs> so gross. So, Elvira then follows Vlad to Allura's grave and he's dressed like Vincent Price in Tomb of Ligeria. Have you seen that oh, one? Really? I've yes. not seen that one. Vincent Price has these sunglasses with the foresight and the top hat and the long uh, morning coat which is just so Vincent Price. Uh, oh, it's really creepy, that movie. I watched it a few months back. It is really sinister. I mean, it's kind of bizarre, but quite good. Oh, I'll have to watch it. Running gag time. Elvira <laughs> knees Vlad in the balls every time he has a funny attack. Oh, he fell. 
I just love that. <laughs> he must have fallen again. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And also outside, his hearing is now super sensitive, yet he can't hear the wolves howling. <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, the, I, I, yeah, I thought that was actually pretty clever because I mm. wasn't expecting it when I should have been expecting it, but it was mm. it was very clever. The funniest yeah. part of that whole that whole outdoor scene though was when she hasn't hasn't caught up to him yet. She thinks he's Adrian, and she's going through. She she sees the raven and she screams and then she runs through the spider web and she screams and then she <laughs> sees the bunny rabbit and she screams. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I laughed so hard at that. That was totally unexpected. I had no idea that that was coming. Oh my lord, it's just terrible. I love the fact when he drops his glasses, he goes, my eyes, my eyes, I can't, my, could you pick my my dish down there, my dear? And she's like, oh, you lazy. (laughs) Oh, dear God. And this causes a flashback to Vlad and Allura's wedding night slash living life. She's bedridden for psychic flashes of earthquakes, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) She then dies one dark and stormy night before she falls from the castle tower. What? (laughs) I mean, I didn't get that, but I'm going, so she's having psychic flashes of the castle collapsing or earthquake. What's it got to do with her falling from a tower and dying? (laughs) I don't know. There was another part of that scene that utterly confused me, too. When she walks into the castle for the first time after they get married or whatever, and she looks at the big crack in mm. the floor and the wall with, like, horror or some kind of, like, something. And I'm like, I have no idea what that meant. Do you? Yeah. I, I was utterly confused. She was just like, oh, my gosh, there's a big crack in the floor and steps and wall. And it's just like, what, so? Mm. I thought it was yeah. going to mean something later on, and it never did. So. No, no, no. The whole joke about having heard of a spackle when Elvira goes up the staircase and she falls up. Yeah. And goes, I'm going, what is with this crack? What's with the earthquakes? I know. I, I mean, was thinking it was going to be some foreshadowing. I thought it was foreshadowing <laughs> of something, you know, with the, the, the losing the heel, you know, getting the heel stuck. And, mm. and then, you know, um, Allura being like horrified by the big crack in the wall. And that, nope, nope. In, nope. and turn into nothing. No, I, I, I'm going, you okay, know, And forgive me if I'm wrong here, but does Transylvania get earthquakes? I mean, isn't that sort of... Mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's fine. She's she's She lives in California. Eh, fine. 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 <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> so after dinner, Elvira sings her song, Le Music Hall. And I've read that was number 91 in the top 100s. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but I read that, so really? it's internet. It was on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the lyrics not. It was a funny song. It was mm. a funny song, I will tell you that. However, the, the choreography was horrible. But yes. the, the song itself was really mm. actually quite funny. But Yeah, the lyrics, but how? Mm. I was not impressed with the, the scene overall. No, no. What what annoyed me was um, at the dinner table, or was it the next day, where they're, they're slopping out the food and it's all gruel because the hills of someone can't eat anything that has taste. It has to be the blandest, most disgusting food ever. And they have this silk because their bodies, I'm like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? I mean, so they can't have loud noises. They can't go out in daylight. They can't have any tasty food. They can't wear nothing but silk. What? <laughs> <laughs> again i thought it was going to turn into something and it doesn't it's just it nope. just sat there doing nothing <laughs> nope so it's later on in the night where the hell was i now oh there we are later on in the night vlad hears allura calling from him from beyond the grave Ooh. and he sees the ghost of allura this freaks him the fuck out until elvira needs him on a ball yet again oh he fell <laughs> I just <laughs> and Vlad notices the ring on Elvira's finger she took earlier. It's Allura's wedding ring. Indeed, he buried her with it. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> so they check out the grave and find it empty. Dun dun dee. <laughs> I mean, what was that? It was like a gigantic coffin for this 
small woman. I'm going, why is the coffin so big? <laughs> I know. They should have made it cheaper. They could have saved some money. Mm, yes. Well, you yes. have a million and a half to work with. Yeah, and say she <laughs> could died. Have, could have paid more for an actor. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. It says she died was it 10 years earlier. So what was she expecting? Oh, I don't know. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so here, Roxana just dies, just like that. You know, the, the grave's open. Oh, she died. And she, she just collapses. I'm going, what the hell? <laughs> so they place her in her mother's coffin and take her back to the castle where she goes back from the grave. Ooh, she's a vampire? A ghoul? What is she? I don't know, because she had blood on her face, but there was no blood when she died. Nope. I I don't know. And uh, Vlad notices she's not dead because she flicks a, a fly of her nose yeah. and he slams the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> they're going to so bad. <laughs> oh my God. Um, no, it wasn't. Uh, so later that night, Elvira sneaks out to see Adrian, just to see how stable this stud actually is. Nice, nice, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> and later that night, Zuzu is kidnapped by mysterious hands. Ooh, who could it be? I mean, who, who was it actually? Because it's never explained who that was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, was that it, the good it, doctor? Was it the Emma? Was it the, the second wife? Or was know. it Vlad? I mean... Uh, Moving on. <laughs> it was it was really unnecessary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I she, mean, it served no purpose in the story. She was just taken and put in a cage. Put in a cage for some reason. Yes. Yeah. Put in a cage for some reason. So Elvira has a dream of Alura cheating on Vlad with Adrian. Hence why he killed them both. He beheads him while bringing her up. So, okay then. Why would you Why would you keep the stable stud if He's been. Uh, I was kind of confused. Him. So. Well, I don't think the stable stud and and her lover were the same person. I wasn't that right. I just saw the the long hair and the body, and I went. Because yeah, oh. I thought it was the same person too. But then they called him something different. He okay, didn't I... have Adrian wasn't his name. They they she used a different name, and okay. so I thought, oh, maybe a you know this this guy changed his name to Adrian. But they never revisited that. They never visited that. So I'm like, okay, well, they must have been two different people. Eh, okay, I then. don't know. I don't okay, know. Then. okay, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just saw the, the the body and the long hair, and I went, okay, it must be the same person. And oh, fair enough. Yeah, but, that's what I was thinking too at first. But then she called him something different, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, are they using the same actor because he looks really the same? Mm, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's confusing because I was thinking you've given away the fact they're now have he's now a ghost, therefore he must be a ghost, and the whole the whole thing must be a ghost. So, ah. Uh, I was thinking, oh, okay, well, this explains something because that would explain why Adrian is there because he's the, you know, Allura's ex-lover, and mm. and that was never revisited. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, then. okay. So Ovada sneaks back into the house to steal Vlad's key, and then she turns to the hidden room. Here she finds Zuzu has been locked in a cage for reasons. I don't know. <laughs> Also, there's a torture chamber complete of a pendulum, which I love that pendulum thing. That must have cost a, a pretty penny to make. Yes. You know? Yes, that was very well done. Mm, yes, yes. And here, Vlad places her in a torture rack after he... Sorry. He places... Oh, let's again. Here... Oh, my tongue... T- uh, right. <clears throat> Vlad places her on a rack after placing her in a torture rack... Uh, this stretches her arms out because they're twisting the whole rack thing and the stretching this and the whatever. And this is the whole ridiculously awful CGI that cost upwards of fifty thousand dollars. She was done, <laughs> frankly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the thing with him, Vlad just he just kept moving knobs and and doing stuff with that mechanicals and pushing knobs and pulling lever levers or whatever and. And the swing just never, just the the pendulum just never changed at all. No, <laughs> no. Swinging away, swinging away. He's all there, you know, all like, you know, pushing stuff and doing evil scientist things, and it's mm. like nothing's changing. Nope. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, I love he goes. You're going back to hell. You're going back to Hades. You're going back to oh shut up. You know you've got the thesaurus. <laughs> 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 
great line. Yeah, yeah, that was a great line. Uh, so Vlad loses it by trying to kill Elvira until the um, good doctor saves her, only for him to reveal he's a shyster, owing it for the money and the jewels. Emma and him are now lovers. Where did that one come from? I mean, uh, there was no foreshadowing of that nope, at all. Nothing. <laughs> I think there would have been something. Because all foreshadowing for, all this stuff that never happened. Yes, all for the movie. Yeah, yeah, all for a movie. The Doctor is hitting on Elvira, constantly hitting on Elvira. So I'm going, you're just a money-grabbing son of a bitch then. So So Vlad snaps out of his little hysteria fit. Oh, I missed a bit where the Doctor hypnotises Elvira and puts back to be a child. And Allura takes over her body. And I'm going, so is she now possessed fully? Or is she just, what was that? When it's convenient for a punchline. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> she very becomes, true. And she becomes... Yeah, because she gets possessed again like that. And there's a whole fight scene with the little little knife that Vera has. And I'm going, ah, this is kind of... Uh, uh, yeah, I was thinking, well, you could have choreographed a more exciting fight scene. I'm thinking... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It just seemed like two old ladies fighting and not... Yes. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, so like I said, so Vlad comes back from his little hysteria fit and puts Emma into an Iron Maiden, which kills her, and chokes out the good doctor. Otherwise, she just sits and strangles and bounces his head off the pillow. pillow Uh, That's him dead. So Adrian runs in to help Elvira and Zuzu after Vlad is cut in half with the pendulum swinging away and oh, you have to you okay you can't just say adrian comes in because his journey <laughs> from the upstairs to the downstairs was a highlight for me did you mm. notice because okay he's 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 calling out elvira's name and he's trying to get to her and he reaches the top of the, all these stairs huge spiraling staircase and he takes each tiny little step one by one all while the dub is saying Elvira, Elvira. <laughs> oh, dear, I don't dear. know if that was supposed to be funny, but I found it hilarious. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just the funniest part of the movie. And mm. it was probably totally unintentional. Yeah, possibly, possibly, yeah, yeah. Although he was completely useless as a character, apart from the giving Elvira something to do for one or two scenes he was a completely useless character you know he was and i was really disappointed because i loved that character and the dubbing and everything i can't say enough about how funny that was to me mm. and yet they never did him i'm like where's adrian where's adrian mm. and mm. i love him like here and there yeah yeah i love the line you came too was it came too too late again <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Oh, that was so. Um, so there's one final earthquake hits, killing Adrian, and splits the house in two, much like Titanic. Even that cheesy ass mock theme plays. I'm going, oh god! And the the giant ghost of Allura goes, thank you for freeing me. And okay, um, what was that? Yeah. Well, well, they needed to. See, it was a setup for that one line of what the the. What did she say? Something about to the effect of that was like, wow! I can't believe we 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 could afford that special effect. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it turns out that all died hundred years earlier. And in fact, the house sunk into the earth decades earlier. Ooh, <laughs> what? I mean. That was what? a nice touch, though. That was a nice touch. I thought that was kind of clever because they could have just ended it there, but then then they kind of added another, you know, another cheesy uh, horror trope at the very mm, end. True. Oh, it just reminds me there. Doesn't um, Adrian say, "I have to go get Emma. She's my half sister." So yes, he wasn't. That's right. So he wasn't the, the loader's lover then. Okay then. Okay then. And that's mm. another thing that just came out of the blue. Her, her half brother. How did that? Where, where was the, you know, foreshadowing of that? It was just mm-hmm. like. Well, I suppose she was sort of jealous-looking 
at Elvira, like dry humping him sort of thing. So she was kind of protective older sister. But uh, I just thought she was a greedy bitch and she wanted both men. But right. one's her half brother, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so that was Elvira's Haunted. Why is it called Haunted Hills? By the way, there's not a hell in this fucking movie. <laughs> I, I, besides her, her breasts. Yes, besides her breasts, but there is no hill. There's no hills. I mean, and the house wasn't haunted. Well, I nope. guess it was a little. Well, Maybe. yeah, possibly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like the nods to Edgar. Uh, to uh, Roger Corman's Edgar Allan Poe movies, but this is cheap, tacky, and dumb, and not in a good way either, you know? I mean, you can have a, a tacky and cheap and stupid movie, and it'll be hilarious and you just run with it, but this just tries too hard and stretches the jokes it too far. It does. You it know? does. But the dubbing was still hilarious, and the rabbit was really funny, and the steps were awesome. <laughs> mm. Okay, okay, okay. There, there was some. It did. There did was some laugh out loud moments for me. Yes, yes. I mean, I think Cassandra wanted us to be in the same vein as Shock Treatment and Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm. but it kind of feels just too short, you know. Yeah, it tries a little too hard to be what it never becomes. Mm. So, do you anything else to say about this movie then? No, other than I, I will tell you that I did find myself enjoying watching the movie a great deal. Mm. <laughs> a lot more than I thought I would because I was like, I mean, I wasn't dreading watching the movie, but you know, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll I, you know, I'll, I'll see this movie, and I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would, and I would, I would actually watch it again. Mm. I mean, I've watched this movie about four times, and it's like, ah, uh, I mean, it's an does, hour. Does it ever? Does it ever get better? <laughs> Sadly, no. <laughs> you know, it's just it's, for me, it's it just trying too hard to be funny and trying to hard to be camp and trying to hard to be cult, and it's like, uh, no, that's not how that works. It has to become organic. You know, it, yes. you can't try to make this cult movie because it just will not work. You know. Exactly. Um, anyway, let's score this out of 10. I would give this thing, oh, I don't know, a 6, a 5, 5 or a 6, you know. So, what would you give it? I would give it a, a solid 6. Solid okay. 6. Okay. Okay. Maybe like six I said. And a half. Mm, okay. So maybe okay. not such a solid 6. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a 6, 6.5. <laughs> so, like I said, I like the, the, the poor nods. But the jokes are rude and crude, plus the burly land. None of the jokes I find were that laugh at loud hilarious, you know. Some of the stuff was unintentional humour, i.e. the Adrian stuff. But the jokes themselves were, uh, we get it, you've got, you've got big boobs, ooh, funny, you know. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a movie that, you know, like a uh, 13-year-old male might enjoy more perhaps than i did <laughs> yeah true true, so that, true. It, it was it was not high level humor by any means no no it wasn't but it's not the worst movie i've seen by a long shot you know i mean it, it just it's a try hard and i'm not keen on try hard movies you know uh, like i said you can't manufacture camp it just doesn't work because camp happens organically and naturally but uh, I don't know, especially with, with Richard O'Brien. Why wasn't this camper and more funny and more in your face? You know, right? I mean, he just seemed. Now that I know who, now that I know that that really was him. I mean, it it just seems like so. I hate to say underutilized because they they the the movie itself utilized him as well as they could, but he almost like underutilized himself. Yeah, it seems like he phoned it in. He was yeah. like. Oh, the 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 check cashed. I, I'm here, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sort of thing. He had his uh, moments. He did, did have some really good moments in the movie. Um, but overall, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad I didn't know that that's who that was while I was watching the movie because I would have been more critical of it at the time. Mm -hmm. But not, mm -hmm. you know, having 
you know, just had that little glimpse of, of maybe that was him. You know, I, I'm glad I didn't know that that was him. Otherwise, I don't know as I would have enjoyed the movie as much because I'd be mm. like what you were thinking, you know, gosh, you know, he could do so much better. Yes, yes, yes. So as it was, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is funny enough, you know. Mm. So maybe in a second viewing, you might actually catch the fact that this is Richard O'Brien and he's barely trying here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Thank you for that. Thank you for ruining my <laughs> second screening of this film. I appreciate it. You're great. <laughs> Uh, well, well, I mean, it just seems to me that, oh, I'm in Transylvania for, I don't know, six, eight weeks and the, 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 the check cashed. I'm here. Where's my costume? Where's my lines? Yeah. Okay, go! Sort yeah. of thing. Um, you could have given it some more. Oh, in oh, saying that, I've seen him in exactly four things. Rocky Horror, Shock Treatment, Flash Gordon and this. And he doesn't get any better. You know, he's, <laughs> he's great. In Rocky Horror, he's okay in Shock Treatment. He's barely used in Flash, and this one he's sleepwalks through it. So, you know. Well, just don't watch another movie of his, otherwise it's just going to go down even more. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I mean, does he have any more movies to his name? I, I, I don't know. I didn't even know he had that many. So there you go. Mm, okay, okay. Right then, let's wrap wrap this thing up. So thank you for listening. I want to thank Spike for helping me cover this movie. Yes, yeah, thank you for having me. This is always fun. Okay then. Right then, so don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. You can also follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's a Pod. You can email me move suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. And indeed, you can follow Spike on Twitter at uh, Spike Warden One. Okay then. Okay. Alright, so don't forget to check out my other horror franchise podcast of House, Resident Evil, Jaws, Aliens, and a more. Also, my solo podcast of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, Basket Case, The Fog, and many, many, many more, my lord. <laughs> a bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies so I don't have to. Now, unpleasant dreams, darlings. Ha, ha, ha.